and talk to you for a little while by the help of the Lord on a beautiful passage of Scripture. I love the book of John. It just tells us so many things. And this chapter uh, uh, is, uh, uh, it just, uh, it just uh, uh, tells us so many things. John just begins with, uh, with the, uh, uh, the work of Christ. He doesn't talk about his, uh, his uh, uh, birth here in the first chapter, but he just begins with, uh, with the work of Christ, the deity of Christ. And he was God. Uh, in the flesh and he was God before he came here he was God while he was here and he's God since he left here and he never changes so stand with me if you will as I read verses 9 through 13 in John chapter number 1 that was the true light which lighteneth every man that cometh into the world he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not he came unto his own and his own received him not but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this privilege of being back in the house of the Lord tonight, and thank you for everyone that's come this way. And I just pray that you'd bless us in a very special way. And Lord, would you bless your servant to preach the Lord's message in a way that would honor and glorify your name, and in a way that might bless the hearts and lives of these folks who are assembled here tonight. And we know, God, that you understand all the things that happens in our life. You understand what our needs are. And I pray that you'd just minister to us tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, and you can be seated. When I think about this passage of Scripture, the, the first uh, two or three verses that I read here uh, is talking about his rejection, the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, it's it's, it's uh, very, very hard uh, to be rejected or put down. Uh, that's very hard, and nobody likes that to happen to them. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's so much easier to uh, go up the ladder than it is to step down the ladder. Uh, you know, in, uh, when you change jobs, it's so much easier to go to a job that's going to pay you more than one's going to pay you less than what you was already making. Uh, you know, it, uh, or it, it seemed like it always was to me. I, you know, I didn't uh, just work for my health. I, I worked for... <laughs> getting some money to pay the bills, you know, keep soul and body together. But sometimes people suffer rejection. Sometimes they re suffer rejection from their friends, and that's harder than ever. So the Lord understands all of these things that goes on in our, in our life. He says here in verse number 9 that he was the true light which lighteneth every man that cometh into the world. When Jesus come into the world, he come to be a Savior of all mankind. Everybody. He didn't come just for the Jews. He came for the Jews, but he didn't come just for the Jews. The Jews wanted to be like that, but it didn't work like that. It never has worked like that and never will work like that. God looks at people as people. I believe the Jews have some special things that's going to happen to them in the time of the tribulation and in the, day, in the end time. I believe they got some things, but the Lord, they have to come the same way. I believe there are going to be two prophets that's going to preach in, in, in Israel. And and, and, but I believe they're going to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I believe that with all of my heart. I don't think that God is going to put any approval on any kind of preaching uh, 
from, uh, from here on out or from the time that Jesus came and died on the cross except preaching the blood. That's the only plan. It's the only thing. So Jesus come. He's a light to everybody. Everybody that wants to be saved can be saved. Everybody that wants to trust Jesus Christ can trust Jesus Christ. So uh, we see him. He comes as a light uh, to everybody. Notice that he said that he was in the world. He was in the beginning. In the beginning was the Word. That's what John tells us in the first part of the chapter. And the Word was God. That Word uh, is spelled with a capital W. That means it's a proper name, talking about Jesus. In the beginning was the Word. He's called the Word other places uh, in the Bible other than here. And he says uh, the same was in the beginning with God. So he was in the beginning in the time of, of, of creation. You remember that God said, let us Make man in our image. So uh, Jesus was in the beginning. And he was in the world. He was down here on this earth. He lived on this earth. It belonged to him. He, uh, he created it. He made it. He and his father. And, and he was in the world. And the world was made by him. Uh, the Lord made this world. But yet the world didn't know him. Didn't recognize him. That's so sad, isn't it? Uh, it's so sad. Uh, I can remember, I was taught uh, when you went to church and uh, most men wore a cap or a hat of some kind then. They used to, you know, get ready to take up offering. They'd get a hat. They didn't have an offering plates. They'd grab a hat now. Uh, now you'd have to get your shoe off to get one. <laughs> you know, uh, maybe it's depending on a hat, I'll tell you. But uh, uh, most people don't wear them anymore. But I was always told that when you go in the church house, you take your hat off. Uh, or when somebody prays, you take your hat off. You bow your head and you close your eyes. That's what I was taught as I, as I, as I was growing up. Uh, uh, and I remember when everybody done that, mean, whoever they were, they done that. Dad was telling me about... I, 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 there are seven of us boys, and four of us are pretty close in age. We have uh, two sisters. Uh, well, we have four sisters that's pitched in there, but the oldest one was a sister, and then uh, Weird, and then uh, Betsy, another sister, and then me and Paul and, uh, and, uh, and, and Hagee uh, come along, and then we got uh, 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 two more sisters and then three younger brothers, and I'm think I maybe left somebody out there somewhere, but anyhow, uh, you count them up. It comes out to like in one been a dozen. And my three younger brothers weren't Christians. Uh, and they, they would go to church sometime, but they just wasn't Christians. They're good old boys. But you know, good old lost boys are just good old lost people. And I remember Daddy telling uh, me one time about uh, him and the boys going down to Preacher Ernest Dale's to get some tobacco plants. And Mr. Ernest Dale lived down on the road going down uh, towards Tumbez, whatever they call that road. I forgot what they call it now. But he lived down there, and he lived down just uh, right off of the road where he had his house built. But his, uh, his uh, farm, I can't remember, he said, if it was exactly a half a mile or a mile back up that holler from where he lived, Way back up in there, up on the ridge, was where his farm was, and that's where he raised his family. An old house used to be up there on the farm somewhere, and they uh, come down on the road and built him a new one. 
So they went down there to get to the back of plants and, and uh, Preacher Dale was back up on the, on the ridge. Miss Dale told him or somebody in the family. So Dad and the boys went up there to get to the back of plants and that's where the tobacco plants were. The, the bed was up there and they pulled them. And Preacher Dale and I heard him telling about a, play, a praying place that he had up there in his barn. You know, a place where he, could, uh, where he would pray. When he'd go up there and uh, had him an altar, so to speak, and he would pray. And Dad said that uh, when they got the tobacco plates pulled, off, uh, pulled and, and uh, going to head off and head back down the house, and uh, Preacher Dale said, I'll just ride back off here with you all. Save me a trip walking, and I'll just ride back off with you and, and go to the house, finish up the day. And he says, but boys, he said, I guess before we leave from up here, we ought to pray. And so uh, he led them down in the barn shed where uh, they uh, were where he prayed, had an old plow or something other that he used for an altar. And Dad said the boys went with him. He didn't tell, he didn't tell them. They, they volunteered, went with Preacher Dale in the barn. And he said when Preacher Dale started praying, he got down on his knees and started praying and said my brothers lost boys, grabbed their old hats off, took them off, and got down on their knees while that man prayed. I can remember a time when American people respected the God of heaven and earth. And folks, it still ain't out of style today. Amen? So sad that our Lord don't get any recognition much. So very sad. The things that he does for us, lets it get light every morning, lets the sun go out of sight so we can sleep of a night. Uh, sends the rain and, and the snow and to water the earth and cause the crops to grow and we have abundant crops and we're blessed in America. But we don't seem to know him anymore. And it seems to me like that even in churches sometimes that we've got the word that we don't recognize him very much anymore. I tell you, we don't recognize his power and what he can do. He's a great God, folks. He's great. The world... Didn't know it. Didn't even recognize it. I read this story years ago about a man had an old A model car or a T model, whatever it was. It was one of the first ones that came out. And he was driving it down the road and it quit. And he was trying to get it started and he couldn't get it started. And he was trying everything, you know, he, he was trying to get it, you know, they used to say you could take a, a, a screwdriver and a pair of pliers and fix anything on them old cars, you know, if you had some hay bailing wire, uh, that, you know, you could get it all uh, taken care of. But he couldn't get it started. And a man that was dressed well pulled along the side and said, uh, said Mr., do you, you, could you use some help? He said, yes, sir, I can sure use some help. I don't know anything much about this motor, and I could sure use some help. He said, well, let me see what I can do with it. Let me see what I can do with it. And he got over there and, and uh, tinkered with it just a little bit. Says, now see if it'll start. And sure enough, started right up. And the man introduced himself, said, I'm Mr. Henry Ford. I know how to fix the car. I know how, I know how it was put together. I know how to fix it. God knows how to fix everything about us, folks. Really. Every problem we've got, God knows how to fix it. He knows, now he don't always fix it like I want it done, but he takes care of it. 
he takes care of it. So he came unto his own, and his own, uh, uh, or he, uh, he was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Verse 11 said, He came unto his own, and his own received him. Now, the Jewish people, God came to them. First of all, the Lord told the disciples, says, You go out and preach to nobody but the Jews. The house of Israel was what he called them. He says, You go out and preach to them. You go out, that's what I come for, to the Jews first and also to the Gentiles or to the Greeks or whoever. And whatever word is used there is talking about all the rest that's thrown in, lumped into the, into the other category. But they didn't receive him. They rejected him. You know, it, it's, it's sad that people uh, reject their own family. You know, I've, I've always heard this thing that... Uh, that uh, uh, that blood is thicker than water. You know, you get, uh, you, you, you know, you, somebody's telling me the other day, he says, I tell you, he said, if you uh, find a man and woman that's, uh, that's having trouble, he said, I wouldn't advise, to, uh, advise you to take either one's part. He said, uh, you, you just let them alone. If, one of them's go, if the other one's about to kill, the other one pull it off, you know, or do something, but, but don't try to take one's part because he said you're likely to have to fight both of them. <laughs> uh, and, and I've always thought about that. But, but, you know, today it's hard to realize we're in such a shape that we're in today. It's, it's hard, hard to realize that. But he came unto his own, and his own received him not. They rejected him. They rejected him. That's in verse number 11. <clears throat> verse number 12 talks about some good news here in this verse. Gabriel Heater used to come on, and I can remember when I was just a boy. A young boy, Gabriel Heater, come on, and he always come on with the words, there's good news tonight. I haven't heard one say that since him, really. If it ain't bad, we ain't going to tell it. You got some good things happen, forget about it. I ain't going to tell it. Got it. I mean, the more gory it is and make it sound even worse, make it sound even, you know. <laughs> Sorry, folks. <laughs> I can kind of stomach to watch the, 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 the local news most of the time. But after that, honest to goodness. But anyhow, uh, sad time, folks, sad time. I'll tell you that we're, we're living in. No wonder there's nervous breakdowns. No wonder there's a lot of things happening. I'll tell you so much uh, uh, negative talk and all this thing going on in these days that we're living in. And even among Christian folks, same thing. You know, we just, boy, you just can't make it. Hey, we're going to make it. Uh, yeah, uh, hey, that's what the Lord said. Uh, he said, I'll never leave you, never forsake you, but go with you all the way, even to the end of the world. Now, that wasn't put out by the Democrats or the Republicans or, the, or the, uh, whatever other group that there is. That was the Lord. And we can count on that. The Lord is going to stick by us. If anybody leaves, it'll be me or it'll be you. It sure won't be the Lord. He'll be right there, I mean, to do his part and to help us. He's that friend that we can count on. We can count on him. But he said, but as many as received him. Everyone that received him gave he power to become the sons of God. And that word power means the right to become a son of God. Hey, I'm in an important family. I was born in Beecher's Dasser's family in, in uh, December the 18th of 1934. I know I don't look that old. Forget about that too. And I'm proud of the family that I grew up in. My daddy never owned a house that we lived in. Never owned one. My daddy never owned a car. After we come along, 
until after I got married. Maybe I saw it. Uh, eat so much that he couldn't afford one. Uh, but I wouldn't take nothing in the world for my upbringing, really. My dad and mother, great parents. I had a good family of siblings, and uh, and they they loved me, and I loved them. And I'm glad that I'm Beecher Stature's son. And I'm glad that in 1954, that I was born into another family. And I'm even more proud of that. Because you see, one day, uh, my family, that as I know them, uh, I'm going to be gone. They're going to be gone. A lot of them are already gone. Mom used to tell us that when a chain gets broken, it's not long till you don't find any of it. So just break one link, and you got the chains scattered. And said, after a while, it's it's all gone. It's all gone. And that's kind of the way that life is. But he gave everybody that would come to him the right to become a child of God, a son of God. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. That word sons means children of God. God's family, even to them which believe on his name, whoever will receive him has the right to become a child of God. That's as the power. Which were born not of blood. Now it doesn't matter. One group don't have any more right to this than the other group does. Really. You heard the story about these people all in heaven and this man had a dream that he went there and he was talking to St. Peter. Down over the way there was a, a pretty good sized group of people that's together kind of in a huddle, you know, and and uh, and uh, he uh, he asked St. Peter, said, uh, who are those folks down there? And he looked, he said, oh, so shh, said, be quiet. Says, that's that's the Baptists. They think they're the only ones here. Don't, don't disturb them. Just leave them alone. <laughs> There's no one certain group that owns the franchise. Amen? None. Doesn't matter who they are. Doesn't matter how big they think they are. Sometimes people get too big for their britches anyway. Nobody can, can keep anybody else from trusting Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. Everybody, as many, they were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. That's the way we become children of God. And folks, that's a wonderful, wonderful privilege. Nobody can take that away. Nobody. We studied that. Did we study that in prayer meeting the other night? Y'all don't remember any more than I do, folks. <laughs> uh, in the book of Romans, did we study that yeah, not, not too long ago? Uh, maybe, maybe I've studied and had not gotten around to teaching it yet. <laughs> I don't get very far in some chapters sometimes, so I go a little bit ahead, you know, and get ahead of myself. But that's wonderful to know the Lord. What does it really mean to be a son of God? It means being a son of God is love that's unparalleled. First John chapter 3, Behold what manner of love. And that word manner means the kind or degree 
what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, that we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that had this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. When Jesus comes back, we're going to have a body that's going to look like his body. Uh, gonna, that's what Jack Sprinkle was talking today about uh, uh, Doug, Doug Parks. And he says, you think about the time when, when the Lord comes back. And some people say that, that everybody is going to have a body about the same age. The resurrected body is going to be like, you know, in the, in the prime of life is about 33, 35, 30, 35 years old. Uh, understand you know back uh, uh, in, uh, in that day I thought I, was, I, I thought I was getting tired I didn't know what tired was then really when I was 35 years old 30 35 years old I didn't know what tired was uh, I know what tired now is sometimes and you go to bed and you can't lay your, leg, your, your uh, legs uh, still long enough to go to sleep now that's tired <laughs> uh, that's tired but I never that I never got that tired I'd get real tired. I could sit down five minutes or I could, uh, 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 well, it just seemed like he was resting. And, and some Bible scholars say that they believe that we'll all be about the same age, that there'll not be little babies, uh, you know, there and, and old people, but we'll all be about, that's what Jesus was, uh, was like, uh, 33 and a half when he raised from the dead, a perfect body, soundness in every way. And that's what Jack said. Think about a time when you're going to be 33 and a half years old and move into heaven to live forever. That's what it means to be a child of God. Uh, hey, I hope that we go 33 and a half because I'm done past that a long ways. <laughs> I'll tell you. And, uh, but, uh, but it means that we have love that's unparalleled. That's what he says. What manner of love that the Father hath bestowed upon us. Uh, the disciples asked a question, said, what manner of man is this? When they were in the storm, you know, and they thought the ship was going to, uh, going to capsize, and, uh, and uh, the, the Lord was down on the side of the ship asleep, and they woke him up and said, Master, don't you care that we perish? And he got up and he rebuked the winds, and the sea calmed down. And they said, what manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey his voice? Now, I'm talking about we're sons of God. That's the kind of God we've got. That's the kind of God uh, that we've got. And uh, sometimes, sometimes when we're asked to do things that we think that's impossible, that it can't be done, Mary was asked to perform a task that she says that can never happen. Angel come and says, you're going to give birth to a son. She said, no, I'm not. I've never had any relationships with a man no man not Joseph not anybody else it's not going to happen to me the angel said that's all right God knows how to take care of you and she thought about this and she says what manner of salutation is this greeting that the angel is telling me that I'm going to give birth to the son of God and that verse back in Isaiah seven fourteen, is it a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and his, uh, his name shall be called Emmanuel which being interpreted is God with us. And then we become heirs with God. 
we become joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Uh, in Romans uh, chapter number 8, it talks about this. It says, if we are children, then we are heirs. If we become a son of God, we become heirs of God and join heirs with Christ. A child that's adopted has got the same legal right as a child that's a biological child. And if I understand this, and I don't believe I'm that far off base, I'm not very smart, but a join heir with Christ would mean that God says, hey, I'll just treat you like I do my son. Does that sound all right? Hey, folks, he loves us. He's going to give us the same kind of body that Jesus is living in now, a glorified body and alive. Everything is going to heirs of God and join heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. So it means a lot to be a son of God, a child of God. We're living a lot below the standard that we could have if we would just dedicate ourselves to God and trust the Lord to work things out and listen to him and let him lead the way. Uh, and that's what John is talking about here, talking about being children of God. No wonder that John was such a great guy and God gave him such responsibilities as to write the book of Revelation and to re reveal unto him the things that's going to happen. And he wrote this prophecy in the, in the book of Revelation. Uh, talking about the end time and the judgment and all of these things and the promises of God that fits in there with that. And children of God have got it made. I don't know when the Lord's coming back. It really doesn't make any difference if it's today or tomorrow or if it's the next day. It doesn't really make any difference because we're going to be better off when we leave here than we are here. Doesn't matter what we've got. Doesn't matter what, what kind of condition we're in. We're going to be better off. If the, if the Lord comes back tonight, we're going to be better off tomorrow than we are today. If, if, we, if we're saved, if we know the Lord. And that's what John is encouraging us. Let's trust the Lord. And let's try to get our people to trust the Lord. Too. That's the way you get people saved is get them to trust the Lord. And that's the only way. You say, well, preacher, I don't know how to do it. None of us know how to do it. The Lord does that. we just his spokesman. We just talk to people and tell them about the Lord. And, and, when, they, and when it gets to the place uh, the word, uh, that uh, somebody needs to, uh, to, to hear a certain thing, the Lord knows how to reveal it to his children. And, and help us to, to say uh, uh, the right thing. Nicodemus understood about what Jesus was talking about in the new birth, not when he was telling him that you must be born again. Must be born again. But Nicodemus understood what it was when he told him about the serpent on the pole that Moses put there when the fiery serpents uh, we talked about that, I believe, this morning in Sunday school class. The, the, the vipers that were so poisonous that people died almost immediately from the snake bites. And Moses put that, uh, that snake, a brazen snake, on the pole, and that's all it was. And all they had to do was to look at that thing. That's all. That was the, all the faith they needed. Just look up at that snake on the pole, and they were cured. They didn't die. Nicodemus understood that. He understood what Jesus was talking about then, and that's the way it's done. It's just by faith, trusting the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord. So the Lord knows how to help us if we'll just listen to him. So let's honor the Lord. Honor the Lord. He loves us. What a wonderful privilege it is to be a Christian. And if you're not one, I hope you become one tonight, this very night. Would you bow your heads? And Brother Omer, would you come and lead us in a verse of an invitation song? And there may be someone here tonight. Uh, that's not saved and you'd like to get right with the Lord and 
And this will be time to do business. I tell you, get it done uh, while you've got the opportunity. The Lord loves you. He loves you very, very much. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the precious promises in the book and pray that you'd help us to live by them, to preach them, to teach them, to tell others about them, Lord, and just use us to bring honor and glory to your name and help us to be a worthy and a faithful servant to the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, and we pray, Father, for these who may need to come and make a decision tonight. You understand all the situations, Lord. Just have your will we pray, and way in each one's life. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand as we sing on verse 1 of 250. 250. Oh, do not let the word depart And close thine eyes against the light For sinners pardon not your heart Someone else would like to come. This is the time of then be wise.
appreciate Shane, and he's come tonight for prayer, and he got right with the Lord the other day, and and uh, and uh, uh, he wants us to pray for him, pray for his family. You know, Satan, folks, he's. He's doing everything he can to tear up everybody, and he's uh, he's he's on the loose. But there's one power that's greater than him, and that's the Lord, <clears throat> and we can count on him. So let's remember Shane and all of his family, okay? And we appreciate you being here tonight. Trust the Lord gives you a good week, and you pray for me. I need your prayers uh, very, very much. Let's bow our heads, if you will, please, at this time, and I'm going to ask Luke if he would dismiss us.